Hi everyone, Jess here from Like a Dance Boss and welcome to episode four of my podcast series, Rebuilding Post-COVID. If you haven't listened to the other episodes in this series, please head back to episode one um, and then the information will flow nicely and you can follow along. Um, Basically, the goal of this mini series is just to help you refresh and really rethink about the way that you're running your studio um, day to day and your procedures and policies that you have in place just to get your brain ticking a little bit and think about maybe making yourself more productive, being more efficient and also making sure that you're attracting customers but also the right customers and encouraging all of those leads that come your way to step foot into your studio and experience what you have to offer. Um, as well. So this episode is about the enrollment process. I use Dance Studio Pro, so if you're a DSP user, I'm sure that you'll relate a lot. Um, And if you don't use DSP, please still have a listen. Um, But some of the processes that DSP have may be different to the software program that you have. So as I've mentioned before, most of my new enrollments will come through the free trial system. I feel that most parents, because most of the students at my school are children, most parents want to take up that offer to come and see the studio, have their child, give it a go. Um, and then decide whether they'll enroll after that. Most of the students that we have are beginners as well. So it's not just trialing our studio, but it's trialing dance in general or trialing what hip hop is or what ballet is because they're not sure. Um, So with that in mind, have a think about what you're promoting online because I'm seeing a lot of term two start soon, book now, enroll now, we're now taking enrollments. And I think that as a parent reading that information, it's not that relatable because a lot of parents and first timers aren't looking for a dance school to book into straight away or they're not looking to enroll and pay for classes tonight. They're looking to Google tonight and find out more information and perhaps sign up for a trial that's no commitment and no cost. Um, that's something that I would certainly do um, on a weeknight or a Saturday night if I'm having a bit of a scroll on my phone I think oh I was interested in this I'll have a browse and if there's the option to try something for free or to request more information that's something that I would do but If I was, say, looking for swimming lessons and I found a website and the timetable looked good and the prices looked good um, and it said that I can book now and I kind of clicked on that and it said, okay, now pay $120, I'd be like, oh, no, I don't know if I'm that serious. Like, I was just browsing. I am interested, but I haven't even spoken to anyone yet. So I'm not really going to pay. And then I'd probably shut my phone down and um, go watch Netflix. So just have a think about what you're promoting and the wording in your social media posts. Um, and emails if you're emailing your, um, you know, greater mailing list. Um, and perhaps think about saying things like, would you like to book a trial or would you like to try a class on us or book your free trial here? Free trials now open. Are you interested in our classes? Do you have a 10-year-old looking for dance classes starting in April? Um, Things that may be more relatable might help you get some more leads and some more people through the door. The goal, that your goal and my goal is exactly the same. We all want people to enroll. Um, but I'm, I feel that perhaps some dance studios might not be offering that doorway or that pathway to those who are interested. It's just a flat out book now or don't book now. Um, so that's just a little side tip there. Um, 
But yeah, so most students come and do a free trial with us and then after their trial, they'll receive an email, an automatic email that I set up in Dance Studio Pro. They'll receive that the next day just saying, how did you go? Did you love the class? You can book here. If you have any questions, let us know. We're happy to chat. Um, and then a lot of times parents book, but a lot of times they think that they book and they don't. And that's because when they log back into their portal and choose the class they want to register in, they click submit and they think that they're done. But when they do that, two boxes appear at the top of the screen and one says click here to sign up for auto pay and one says click here to pay your registration fee and your fees. So if you have DSP, I'm sure you know the frustration that I'm explaining right now, but a lot of parents don't understand that the enrollment hasn't gone through and that they do need to complete those steps. Um, a lot of them think, oh, well, I'll just turn up um, on the day and I am enrolled and I guess I'll fix up payment then. And that's not how we work, especially with COVID. So it's worthwhile if you are sending those reminders and you're not getting enrollments, I would definitely check pending enrollments or just give them a call or email and check in and see how they're going. Because I think a lot of the time they'll say, yeah, 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 I did it. I booked in, but they didn't. Um, so what I have done is I've created a YouTube video, just a private one, and it's got a link that I can send them. And it just is me demonstrating on my computer the enrollment process. So I'm showing them tick the box, click submit, scroll to the top, click here, put your credit card details in, click here. Um, and so I find that video is really useful uh, if they are a little confused about that enrollment process. Um, so if it's probably been like three to five days. They've got the automatic reminder. They still haven't enrolled. Perhaps I've sent an email or one of the girls in the office has called um, and they've said, yeah, yeah, we're interested and they haven't. Then we do have to be a little bit more forceful and let them know that, you know, classes are full and there are wait lists. So they do need to take their spot, book for it, book in for it and pay. Uh, otherwise, unfortunately, we'll have to move on to the next person, etc. Um, I don't like leaving things up in the air because I worry that they're going to turn up for the next class and say, yeah, 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 I booked in or we did the trial, remember us. And it's confusing for the teacher because they don't know. And then also they're not on the roll. So in case of an emergency, um, we wouldn't know who's there and who's not there. It's also confusing because we don't know when they officially started to charge them if they're not formally enrolled. Um, and then because of COVID and the rules being so strict, um, you know, there could be 23 people in a class, but I think there's 20, but three people did a trial and then thought they could come back and did. Um, and the teacher just assumed, oh, they're not on the roll, but maybe it's a mistake from our office or something and let them do the class. So I really think it's important to follow up those trials before the next week and make sure everyone is either booked in or they've said to you, we're not sure. And you've said to them, well, you can't come this week because you're still thinking about it. I'll hold your spot for another week. Or they've said no and you've gone, okay, well, they're not coming. And then it's a little bit cutthroat. It sounds a bit cutthroat, but there's just no time to be going back and forth with families for weeks when you've got such limited places available in your classes. So if someone doesn't register through a free trial, it could be because they've made contact with us via email or phone and they're satisfied with the services and maybe they have a friend who's recommended us to them and they're happy to book in. So it's the same process as registering for a trial. We send them the link to our portal on Dance Studio Pro. They create an account, they find the class, they tick the box, they click submit and then they pay. So I should point out that I am collecting payment upfront. Um, in the past, pre-COVID, I used to have fees due the first week of term and then you needed to pay them. So you could do bank transfer, you could do a weekly direct debit, you could do cash, you could do, I think that's all the options. Or you could pay through your portal. So there's easily four 
payment options there. Um, but I did change that this year with COVID. So with any new enrollments, they need to pay their registration fee upfront to book the class. And then also if they're starting after the term has started, they need to pay upfront for the full term. Um, and if they're enrolled already, so anyone who's enrolled now for term two will direct debit them before the term starts. But if they enroll after that direct debit date, then they need to pay in full. Um, and that has been an absolute game changer for me. So I'm not sure what everyone else is doing as far as fees. But when we had the COVID um, circuit breaker lockdown for five days, it was so easy to just hop in and apply credits to everybody. I didn't have to worry, well, who hasn't even paid? Who's got overdue fees? Who's actually paid on time? If anyone did require a refund at all, we just did credits for everybody. But if anyone required a refund or if I had decided that um, too many lockdowns had happened, like say this term we'd had five circuit breaker lockdowns and I felt that I um, didn't want to credit everyone, I actually wanted to return their money, it would be easy for me to go into Stripe, which is the merchant, the payment merchant for Dance Studio Pro, um, and easily refund those families really quickly. Where Rewind 12 Months, to refund everyone, I would have had to go, oh, okay, well, this person paid cash. So now I'm going to go to the bank and get the money out to pay them cash back. And then the following people paid bank transfer. So I'm going to email them, going to ask for their bank details, and then I'm going to process them one at a time. So you can see that would just be an absolute nightmare. So one of the main benefits of having everybody pay through Dance Studio Pro, whether it's direct debit or just um, straight through the portal, is that if there is a lockdown or we have to close, um, that is super streamlined that I can sort out everyone's money. The other thing is I used to pay a staff member full time just to collect payment. Now, kind of makes sense initially. You're like, oh, yeah, well, I need someone to collect money. So I guess I pay them. But... I don't know about how much you're charging, but I certainly don't bring in enough money to be paying a staff member full time to collect the money that I am charging. So, you know, I decided that I am offering a good service. I feel that people who approach me to enjoy the services offered at my studio understand that they will be paying for that service. So there is really no difference collecting their money week one or collecting their money on week one, two, three, four, five, six or seven. I think that dance studios should be treated like any other business and any other service. And I don't believe that people go to McDonald's and say, you know, I want a Happy Meal and a latte, but I'd like to pay for that next week when I get paid. But yeah, you can't run a business post-COVID where you're not being paid for your services. If you're going to be spending your time and energy and money and it's your job, you are working, you can't work for free. And if you're providing a product or a service, it's for a purpose to for someone to pay you for that in exchange for the service. I think when you go back to the basics of running a business, it makes sense. And a lot of us don't start dance studios to run a business. We start a dance studio because we love dance. And we want to provide that service. And I think that's where we get hooked at helping people and stop um, collecting payment when it's due. So, you know, I feel that we're offering a service, you're booking in for the term, you need to pay for the term. And if you're not happy to pay for the services, then you know, unfortunately, you need to go elsewhere. And I have had a couple of parents go, oh, I didn't realize you'd have to pay. Um, yeah, that, no, that's all right. We won't book in now. Or maybe we'll book in in a few weeks. And, you know, that's sad that they've decided to go, but I would have had issues with them ongoing. If they don't want to pay this term, they're not going to want to pay the next term or the next term or the next term. I can't be forking out $60,000 a year to pay one staff member to chase $14 a week from a family. That just doesn't make sense. 
So it's been a huge game changer to change the fees. It's benefited the parents so much because it's streamlined as far as they don't need to find um, the time to come in to pay. They don't need to remember to pay. It just gets direct debited. It's also easier for them because if we have COVID lockdowns, I can refund and credit in a quick and efficient way. It's not going to take me weeks. It would take me days to do that. It's benefiting me. I'm saving money on staff. I haven't cut my staff. I didn't get rid of my staff member, but I've certainly been able to redirect them to more important jobs um, rather than trying to collect payment. The other thing that I did was um, all the classes now cost the same amount. So every class is $14. So if your class is 40 minutes, 45 minutes or 50 minutes, um, your class is $14, which makes it really easy for parents when they're inquiring, especially if they're new, to understand, okay, well, how much is a class? $14. Um, all right, how much if I do two classes? Well, it's $14 times two. And then also it's easier if they're trialing um, different styles because back before COVID, I charged per minute. So if you tried a half hour tap class, it was say $13. But after the tap class, they decide they don't like it and they want to try hip hop. I say, okay, come try hip hop on Thursday at five o'clock. And then afterwards when they want to pay, I'm like, yep, okay, well that's $16 a class. They're like, well, but you said it was only 13 the other day. And it's because tap was half hour, hip hop was 45. And that can be confusing. And you may, or your staff may not always remember to point out the differences in the length of the class and the cost of the class. So that certainly made it a lot easier when I'm um, chatting with new inquiries, whether it's email or over the phone. Facebook is amazing because you can set um, expected question and answers. So you can put in a question that um, the person on the other end can choose. So they might choose how much does this cost or when are you open or when does term two start? And then you can have the answers in there. So for example, a year ago, if someone clicked the question, how much does this cost? I would have had an epic list of registration is this much, 30 minute class is this much, 45 minute class is this much. Also, we have multi-class discounts. Also, we have sibling discounts. Like it's great to have all these discounts and options, but why do we make things so complicated? Like the fee page and the info pack should be brief. It shouldn't be pages and pages long. I think everyone is overwhelmed. Everyone is really busy and surely there are only benefits to streamlining and simplifying everything within your business. Um, so that's another thing that I've done. All right. So going back to the enrollment process, once they've enrolled, they've paid, they then come to class. We've got a free gift bag that every student gets. So the preschoolers get a bag with a teddy bear, the older kids get a um, like studio notepad. We also have a card in there, like a postcard. And on the front, it just says welcome and it's got our dancers on it. And on the back, it has links to all of our um, social pages and also um, some community groups. So we've got a secondhand uniform Facebook page. We have a community Facebook page. We have our public Facebook page. We have Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, and so on the back of this postcard, we've got all these links. So I find that kids are so tech savvy and kids are so interested, you know, when they get home and they open their gift bag and they take out the postcard, they can go, oh, wow, I didn't know that Backstage had Instagram. Backstage is my school, if you didn't know. Um, and so they can jump on Instagram and hit follow and they can go on Facebook and click like and straight away they're connected to our community and they're now following along with everything we're doing, which is amazing. Um, that information is emailed too in the info pack to the parent, but I find the postcards are really nice touch for the kids and they can put it on their dressing table or um, on their bedside table have this little postcard because it's got photos of our dancers on it. So it's appealing to have in their bedroom. Um, once they're enrolled, I do remove them from the inbox. I have mentioned in earlier in, um, 
podcast episodes that I like to have everyone in my inbox really quickly and label them. And I follow their journey in the email inbox from, you know, when they've been quiet to when they've enrolled. So when they enroll, I don't forget about them, but they don't need to be present in that Gmail inbox anymore. I can then go to Dance Studio Pro at any time and download a report of student start dates. So if I want to follow up on students who joined in the last month, I can do that. If I want to follow up on students who joined in the last term, I can do that. Um, everyone's following up process might be different. I think it depends on the kid. You know, if kids have come from another dance school, I feel that it's probably more important to touch base with them sooner than later. They may, might be used to a studio running a different way. So it's good to kind of get in there and see how they're going and if they have any questions um, and just help them be on the same page as you where someone who's joined dance for the first time, they're still kind of finding their feet and they could wait to the end of the term before you might touch base with them. Um, but yeah, hopefully that makes sense. And again, I am, um, I'm all about just keeping it simple. As soon as someone's keen to book in, I get their email address, get them into my Gmail inbox, um, as quickly as possible, start labeling them, have a really easy to follow process and procedure for following leads up, providing information, providing clear information for the parents, keeping things simple as far as like, this is where we are, this is how much things cost, these are the class times. I am big on come and try, don't stress about everything, you don't need to know everything just yet. Just come and try, see if they like it, and we'll go from there. I'm also big on promoting that. So whenever I'm promoting things publicly, I'm more about come and try or reach out and ask us a good question. I'm not big about book in now, click here to book in, enroll now, um, because I want to keep things relatable to those who are looking at my page. I'm assuming most of them are browsing my page or my website. Well, guys, that's all from me for this episode, but please make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you can be first to know when the fifth and final episode of this series is released. Thanks so much for listening and connecting with Like a Dance Boss today.